Good afternoon and welcome, welcome, welcome to the finale of Well Done Secret 7. You have to excuse my voice, but I'm getting a cold, so my voice is a bit croaky um, and I'm sniffing. <laughs> uh, right, so the last two chapters of Well Done Secret 7, chapter 17 and chapter 18. <gasps> I'm going to find out what's going on. So if you remember from yesterday, uh, the four children, four of the Secret Seven, <clears throat> um, told the inspector of police. So the inspector got up to go. This is chapter 17, top secret, it's called. The inspector got up to go. The children pressed around him. Tell us what you're going to do. Please tell us. I'm going to discuss the whole matter with other people, said the inspector, smiling down at the four children. You've not given me much time to make preparations, you know. According to you, it's all fixed for tomorrow. But how shall we know what's going to happen? asked Pam. It's our affair, this. Can't we see what's going to happen? I'll let you know tomorrow at ten o'clock, said the big inspector, twinkling at them. Call a meeting of your secret society down in the shed and I'll be there to report to you. There was such excitement that evening among the Secret Seven that their parents thought they would never get them to bed. Colin, George and Jack were all told by the other four <clears throat> and spent a wonderful time thinking how clever they'd been. Well, we'll meet down in the shed at ten tomorrow, said Colin, passwords and everything. And you all realise, of course, that not one single word of what the inspector tells us is to be told to anyone else. Of course, said everyone. At five to ten, they'd all arrived at the shed except the inspector. He came promptly at ten. Have to let him in without the password, said Peter. But Janet called out loudly, Password, please. The inspector grinned to himself outside the shed. Well, he said, I don't know it. But there's one word that seems to me to be a very good password for you at the moment. And that is adventure. Right, shouted everyone in delight. And the door opened. In went the inspector and was given a large box to sit on. He beamed around at them all. This is secret, he said. Top secret. We've made inquiries and we think it's possible that a robbery may be planned this evening when the postman drives up in his mail van to make the 7.30 collection of letters from the red pillar box in Ember Lane. At that time of the evening, he has on board his van some sacks of registered letters. <clears throat> Ooh, said Pam, just what we thought. Now, what we're going to do is this, said the inspector. A postman will drive up as usual with the mail van. He will park it in the usual place. He will go across to the pillar box and unlock it 
with his back to the van. Yes, said everyone, hanging on to the inspector's words. What next? Well, the watcher behind the grating will probably signal to others, waiting opposite in hiding, said the inspector. They will rush to the van, jump into the driver's seat, two of them probably, and drive it away. But will you let them do that, said Pam, with all the sacks inside? The sacks won't be inside, my dear, said the inspector. But six fine policemen will be. And what a shock for the two men when they parked the mail van somewhere lonely and go to unlock the van door. Oh, cried the seven and gazed at the inspector in delight. And the man signalling behind the grating will find two policemen waiting for him in the passage outside the underground room, said the big inspector. Very interesting. Don't you think so? Please, please, can we be somewhere and watch, asked Peter. After all, if it hadn't been for us, you wouldn't have known anything about this. Well, now, you listen, said the inspector, dropping his voice low and making everything sound twice as exciting. There's a warehouse called Mark Donald's in Ember Lane and it's got a back entrance in the road behind Petten Road, it's called. Nobody will say anything if seven children go in one by one and make their way to a window overlooking Ember Lane at the front of the warehouse. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't someone there to show you the very room you want. Every single one of the Secret Seven wanted to hug the big inspector, but as he got up at that moment, they couldn't. They beamed in delight at him. Thank you, it's marvellous of you. We'll be there if our parents let us. Oh, I think you'll find that will be all right, said the inspector, and off he went. Well, said Peter, looking round, this is wonderful. Seats in the very front row. Yes, but we shan't be able to see the best bit of all when the men open the van and out come the policemen, said Jack. Never mind, we'll see plenty, said Peter. I wonder where Jeff is. I suppose that awful Mr Tizer took him away and locked him up somewhere till the raid should be over. I wonder what will happen to poor old Jeff. Meow, said the kitten who was on Janet's knee. Its leg was healed now and it was a fat, amusing little thing. Janet hugged it. I expect poor Jeff misses you, she said. Never mind, maybe we'll be able to do something for Jeff if he's found and you can go back to him. I wish tonight was here, said George, getting up. It'll never come. But it did come. And it brought a most exciting evening with it. Ooh, chapter 18, an exciting finish. The seven spent the rest of the morning up in the treehouse talking over everything. Scamper put himself on guard as usual, but no one came by. 
the afternoon dragged on and tea time came. Then the children began to feel intensely excited. At half past six, they went one by one down to Ember Lane. They thought they had better not go in a bunch in case they attracted attention. They found the back entrance of Mark Donnell's warehouse in Petton Road and went up the steps to it. The door swung open silently as they reached the top step. Ah, most mysterious. But behind it, keeping guard, was one of the village policemen. He grinned at each child as he or she walked in and took them up the stairs along dusty passages to a little room at the front. We've got a marvellous view of the red pillar box, said Janet to Peter. We shall see everything. I wonder if the signaller is down behind the grating yet. They asked the policeman. He nodded. Yes, he's there all right. We've watched him go into the underground room, complete with white handkerchief for signalling. There are now two policemen in a cupboard outside the door, waiting. It was just too exciting to be born. Oh, the children simply couldn't sit still. (coughs) The time went by slowly. Seven o'clock, ten past, twenty past, twenty-five past. A clock on a nearby church tower suddenly chimed the half hour. Half past seven. Now was the time. Everything happened very suddenly and quickly. There came the roar of a car engine and round the corner came the red mail van, MKX 102. It stopped and the driver jumped out. He took a sack and ran across to the red pillar box. He unlocked it with his back to the van. And then suddenly two men came from a small alleyway and sprinted at top speed to the van. There was no one in Ember Lane except the postman. All the workers had gone home long ago. Oh, but many watchers saw the two men. The seven children stared breathlessly and so did the policeman with them. So did the signaller behind the grating. And so did many hidden eyes belonging to watchful police, including the inspector himself. The men leapt into the front of the van. One got into the driving seat, the other next to him. There was a roar of the engine and the van drove off at top speed, vanishing round the corner. The postman straightened up. He didn't seem surprised. He was in the secret too. The children rocked to and fro on their seats in excitement. A few policemen appeared from odd places and spoke to one another. Then there came a noise from down below. That's the signaller being caught, said Peter. I bet it is. It was, of course. He had walked out of the underground room straight into the arms of the waiting policeman. And lo and behold, it was Mr. Tizer. But the evening's excitement wasn't yet finished. Before half an hour had gone by, 
The male van was back again, but this time it was driven by a uniformed policeman with another beside him. Inside were the two men. As the children watched, the van doors were opened and four policemen got out, with the two men held firmly by the arms. Got them nicely, said the policeman who was in the room with the children. They must must have parked quite nearby. Opened the van and got the surprise of their lives. And here they are, back again to talk to the chief. It was maddening to have to go home after that. What an excitement. How wonderful to be in at the finish. Oh, but how dull afterwards. The seven went to Peter's house to supper, talking all the time at once. Nobody could possibly hear what anybody else said. And waiting at the house for them was Jeff. The kitten was back in his arms and he looked scared but happy. Hello, he said. The police know all about everything now, don't they? They came to my uncle's house and found me. Uncle had locked me up in an attic. I haven't got to go back to him any more. What's going to happen to you then? asked Peter. They're trying to find out about my mother, said Jeff, hugging the kitten. I told you I didn't even know what hospital she'd gone to. I'm to stay here till they know. Your mother said I could. Jeff looked clean and his hair was brushed. Peter's mother had felt so sorry for him and had done what she could when the police brought him to her. Now he was to have supper with the seven and he was very happy. The telephone rang and Peter's mother went to answer it. She came back smiling. It's about your mother, Jeff, she said. She's better. She's leaving hospital tomorrow and going back home. And you're to be there to greet her. (gasps) Jeff stood with tears in his eyes. He couldn't say a word. He held the kitten so tightly that it meowed. He turned to the seven, finding his tongue at last. Oh, it's you that's done all this, he said, stammering in his joy. It's all because of you. I'm glad I found your treehouse. I'm glad I met you. You're a wonderful secret society, the best in all the world. Well, we do feel rather pleased with ourselves tonight, said Peter, grinning at Jeff. Don't we, scamper, old boy? Do you agree that we're a jolly fine secret society? Do you agree that we must go on and do lots more exciting things? Woof! said Scamper and thumped his tail on the floor. Woof! Well done, Secret Seven. Oh, do let's hear your next adventure soon. (laughs) So, the next adventure is... I don't know. Let's see if we can see it. Uh, No, it doesn't say. So, we will um, find out what one comes next and see which story we decide to read tomorrow. (laughs) There's an awful lot of um, books in The Secret Seven, so I think we may just be um, okay for Secret Seven books. Definitely. Oh, excuse me. Definitely. 
Um, oh, it's the next one is uh does say but bear with me no i can't can't find it doesn't want to say tell me any old how um oh yeah secrets heaven on the trail there we go honestly <sighs> so that's what book is next in the series hmm. uh anyway Tomorrow we'll see which book we're going to have next. Who knows? I have so many. <laughs> anyway, uh, I will say goodbye for now. Um, have a great day. Make sure you take care and stay safe. And I will... See you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.